I'm Megan, and I am here with Dr. Tracy Ray, Executive Director of Safe Haven of Pender. And I'm also here with Emily Mako, who, Emily, you work in the shop, the thrift store, Safe Haven thrift store, right? Yes, ma'am. So we have Emily with us. Thank you both for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. Um, just to kick us off, first of all, Safe Haven is near and dear to the Monarch family because uh, we started partnering with them last last year, a few months ago. And actually one of our customers introduced us and said, we wanted to get more involved in the community. And she mentioned Safe Haven. So that's kind of how that started. Awesome. Um, and we've had a few opportunities to connect with them and just be a, a resource in the community. So that's why we wanted you to come on today. Can you just tell us about Safe Haven as the thrift store and then Safe Haven and what that means to you? Like, what does is, what is the thrift store do um, okay. as far as, you know, helping the community? Okay. So I'll give the overview, and then our Emily's actually our store manager, and she's a wonderful store, a store manager. And um, so I'll give, like, kind of the overview, and then let Emily love the, the intimacies of it. So the, um, the thrift store was um, set up by one of our major funders is Governor's Crime Commission. And um, I'm going to say probably 10, 12 years ago, um, the, the Crime Commission allowed um, – service providers, domestic violence shelters and service providers to open up thrift stores because we have to have a cash match. And they allowed that um, us to open up thrift stores so that we would the revenue would match the, the grants because they need to see a community support and this is how we see our community support coming back in. And the thrift store is phenomenal with that. Um, everything that we get there is donated and we sell it. Every All proceeds benefit directly to um, shelter and services. It's unrestricted dollars. And for that, what that means is that if we don't have it in a budget line item, it's something we've never seen before, those unrestricted dollars could be used to that. So if we need to transport someone, and if the easiest and quickest way to get there is for her to transfer by plane, then we're not restricted if we don't have that in a budget line item because the um, revenue from the store allows us to do that. I wouldn't have even thought that was an option. So I love that mm -hmm. the capabilities are endless. You know, right. those possibilities are endless. Um, and then Emily, can you talk touch a, 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 a little bit more about the store and just like who donates and, and what, what do you see that direct correlation really going towards um, as far as Safe Haven itself? Um, well, we get um, donations from all over the place. You know, we're in Hampstead, so we're close to Sneeds Ferry and Holly Ridge and like Porter's Neck and Ogden and then out by Burgo where the offices and stuff are. So we get donations from you know, pretty wide range of areas, all kinds of people, all ages. Um, you know, we get all kinds of cool, weird stuff. <laughs> now, with that being said, cool, weird stuff, I've seen your Facebook page, and I love the, guess what guess this what? is? I, I love that. I, I definitely, like, follow, because I'm like, what, really, what is that? And, you know, so I'm sure you're dealing yeah. with some, like, tricky items like as far as pricing even <laughs> like what is it first of all so i love that yeah, we, um, we, do, we do a lot of googling you know to figure out what things are i guess you have them. to <laughs> yeah. but i please keep doing that because i love following <laughs> like, i think everybody does i'll see how number of people reach i'm like wow people are really into that so it's yeah. become a thing <laughs> well and i guess it helps others conceptualize like what your store is about mm -hmm. meaning like you can donate certain items i think 
you know, mo the majority of things that I see are like clothing or household items. Like, what kind of donations do you take if someone were interested in doing? We take um, any kind of clothes. We're taking kids' clothes, two T above, men's, women's, formal, casual. Um, you know, coats, jackets, whatever, whatever you have that you don't want anymore. You know. And people shop so much, they just right. always have so much to donate. <laughs> Housewares were always, Housewares. Housewares. that's a big seller for um, us. Small appliances, all kinds of decorative items, um, picture frames, uh, books. We take pretty much any kind of book, except textbooks, but, you know, so books are only a dollar, so... What's the most unique thing that you've sold? I'm, I'm sure it's coming from uh, what is this kind of post. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's see. The one we had last time, it was a yerba mate straw, which I had never oh. heard of. I is that what you... the silver thing was? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, I was suggested it was a tea, a tea strainer, which was kind of right, but I'm like, I know it's got to be more specific than that because those are usually bigger, you know. But yeah, it was a yerba mate straw. I love that that was referen in reference to the size. You guys used a monarch pen. I was like, oh, that's near and dear to my heart right there. Um, so just a little side note, we'll, we'll give the information at the end where you can visit their page and, and get in contact with them. But just so you're, you're, the audience knows what I'm referencing, it, it's a, definitely a fun page to follow. So, <laughs> And then, okay, so what? At, at the thrift store, is everyone getting paid for this no that uh, myself there? i'm the store manager i get paid um tori klug is our uh creative director she's very very good at staging and making things look nice in there like it's a boutique and not mm -hmm. just a junk shop um so she gets paid obviously um and then we have a couple high school kids that do a great job they're there part-time and then a couple other people who are more full-time um, so there's six of us all together that get paid, but most we, of it's, it's so much of it is volunteers. You know, they pop it anytime they want, and they help us steam clothes. You know, they're a little bit older, a lot of them, so they know a lot more mm -hmm. than we do. You know, yeah. That <laughs> Sometimes we numbers. ask them like, "What is this thing?" And like, "Oh, that's you know a sewing implement from the '70s. They don't like those anymore." <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> wow, you really get some random stuff in the yeah, store. Yeah, we do. Uh, so, um, what are some of the initiatives that you try? Uh, to have and host, and I know I've been a part of that, a little bit of that, to, um, you know, make sure people know about the store and also just, like, what you're doing for the community, and including Safe Haven Domestic Violence Shelter. Like, what are some of those initiatives that you put on um, yearly? I mean, aside from the Facebook page, we actually should get an Instagram page, too. I just don't mm -hmm. have an Instagram account, but maybe I could get one. <laughs> you heard it first here. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. Spoiler alert. <laughs> as soon as Emily figures out how to use Instagram. But um, we have a Christmas event every year, um, usually around November, you know, so everybody can get their Christmas shopping done before the actual holiday, um, which, you know, that you need tons of volunteers for that. Everything has to be priced and set up nice and sorted. And, you know, we take Christmas donations all year and we store them. Um, we have a volunteer who lets us use her, her man cave <laughs> to stash all our Christmas stuff, um, you know, so that by the time the holiday event does come around, we, we have, like, tons of things to offer. You know, I mean, we put out new stuff every day for Christmas. And every day, this not to say, this past Christmas, um, the space that we're new, newly renting, um, we've, we're expanding. Um, we we um, just signed, got an executed lease about two a week ago yeah so we're expanding in the same plaza where we are and it's going to be um haven home 
and decor, furnishing, <gasps> and, and decoration. You heard it here first. Yes, oh my you goodness. heard it here first. So, um, and, and that space, before we rented it, though, the landlord allowed us to, um, he donated that space for us to use um, to store the Christmas um, items there that we were going to be selling for the sip and shop. And he also matched up to $5,000 for sure Christmas did. sales. He's been really, really good to us. Yeah, so we definitely want to mention that. That's awesome. And I I was able to participate in a little bit of that. Yeah. And by little, I understand the labor of love that goes into that. That I got to see that firsthand. So that's why I'm like, I, I just, you know, was a fly-by-nighter over there. But um, I, you know, I had the opportunity to meet with some women that just chose to share their stories with me and how rewarding that was. And I, I don't even work or, you know, on a regular basis volunteer for the shop and to hear some of the stories and to know why they are supporting as customers to pay it forward to Safe Haven, it was just yeah. phenomenal. I mean what you're doing is phenomenal. So is there anything you could touch upon from that perspective in the sense that, you know, you're here as a resource to our community. What would you like folks to know either about like if they're, you know, need to reach out to someone or something like that or how they can get involved in the thrift shop, just like some resources for folks that are listening. How, how can they help you? help others or how can they get help themselves um, through your organizations? Well, we have a new website, so everybody should go check that out. Okay, like, and we'll link that. Okay. We'll go ahead and link that yeah. too at the It's very interactive with awesome. getting involved in that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, there's volunteer opportunities on there, volunteer applications. Um, there's all kinds of phone numbers and ways you can reach them, you know, if you do need help. Um, <clears throat> As well, so we're going to, in the new expanded location, we'll have a dedicated office um, just for crisis intake or um, if someone comes to the, the store and they just want to talk about it, they just want to um, learn more about domestic violence intervention, maybe even do a Q&A to see if, you know, this is happening in my relationship. I'm not really sure if it's abuse. There'll be an advocate there um, to talk with them and, and someone on duty when the store is open. And, but now, prior to that, like Emily just mentioned, our website has a contact inform information on there where they can go to the website and email, send a direct email to us and someone will respond to them immediately um, if they're having any questions or just need to talk with someone. They may not be at the place that they want to leave, but if just needing to talk with someone, there's always an advocate on duty. We have a 24-7 crisis line. Um, for someone to call in and again just to talk and get information if that's all they need or to transition and we take intake at any time and from the perspective of the shelter you're not just you're just not a resource for providing a roof over someone's head ha 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 monarch <laughs> you know I, I am a roofing company <laughs> i had to do the joke i had I to do it say, like no pun intended, yeah, right? no pun intended. <laughs> but you but i feel like you, you there's so much more that you do like like you just mentioned with the resources mm -hmm. but i mean are are is there a way that folks are provided with like clothing or, or even transitioning out? Like, I just feel like there's a lot of opportunities that it's not supposed to be a scary place for them. It's a safe place. Absolutely. Good question. So to expound on that, yes, um, to all of that, we um, providing beds and a roof over someone's head is probably um, 
I'm not going to say the least of what we do, but that's a right. part of what we do because we provide financial assistance um, to help someone transition from an unhealthy environment to a healthy environment. And that financial assistance could look like um, gas cards. It could look like um, rent and deposit in a new place. It can look like a plane ticket or a bus ticket um, or whatever that person may need um, to, to transition right away from where they are to, um, to a safe environment. Um, we also provide um, car repair. We did that in, I think, no, September. We did a lot of, um, we had, we received CARES Act funding from, that was available to agencies, and we were um, fortunate to be a recipient of that. And a lot of that was utilized to help um, victims and survivors with car repair, because if we think about it, a victim can't flee safely in the middle of the night if they're not feeling safe about the car that they're in, or they don't have gas, or if their tires aren't. Um, where they need, they don't have you know good tires on their cars. So we did a lot of that, um, and Kate for Memorial Foundation was gracious when I spoke with them and told them we were doing that to provide us with additional funding to continue that effort. So um, we don't, we do not provide a cookie cutter program um, because one person's need may look very different from any need we've ever seen before. So our model is that we never say we, oh, that's not something we do. Wow. A person should not ever hear that when they call a safe haven. That's not something we do. If we don't provide it in-house and we don't have the resource right now, we have many community partners that we partner with, and we really work to find viable resources for, for victims to leave, be able to leave when they're ready to leave. So I totally agree with what you're saying. I think on top of just being a resource in the community, Tracy, you just were, I think you were recently appointed as uh, a member at large of the North Carolina Council for Women by Governor Roy Cooper. First of all, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank You're a you. huge advocate in this like type of environment. So, you know, can you just exp expound upon that a little bit as far as what does that mean? And is there ways that folks can help you or just be an advocate like you're being for even our little community here? And I think that's it. Continue to be an advocate. This is very new, so thank you um, for that. I'm so thankful for the opportunity. I have to be honest and say I really don't know what all of it looks like at this point. <laughs> um, I've not even attended my first meeting. Um, however, I know um, from what I know of the, the commission, is all about women's health and women's issues in North Carolina. So the committee members are allowed to give voice to the governor as he's making decisions on funding allocations, on resource allocations, because a lot of times we focus on funding allocations. Mm -hmm. It may not be funding, it may be a resource, it may be connecting us with um, Department of Health and Human Services where we have a direct link into a, a resource that they already have available. So um, it's giving voice to the need and I'm so honored to be able to do that because where I sit, I get to hear those needs I'm not so far removed in the work that I do daily. I'm not so far removed from the needs of, of, the, of women in the community from all walks of life. Like Emily just mentioned, we get donors from all walks of life. And like you experienced in our store. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a, a trust that the community has, has given to Safe Haven. So if someone says they're volunteering at Safe Haven or working with Safe Haven, you're, you are automatically initiated almost into that trust circle. And we're fortunate. And so with those stories, being able, knowing what the heartbeat is of the community and being able to sit at the table with people who can provide 
a resource or a solution for that, I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly honored to do that. So I, I can, like, folks, people were lining up outside the door before the sip and shop event even happened. That's how much they trust Safe Haven. Yes. And I encourage anyone listening to this to get involved in some way, shape, or form, as Tracy and Emily mentioned. And also, we'll link the information up so that you can either get involved or learn more if you're needing assistance in this episode, this podcast episode. I really appreciate you guys coming on and talking to me. We Almost we, we are going to find ways to continue to be be there for you and I hope that you have more friends coming out of this to support you. Well thank you and before we end though I have to give a thanks to Monarch for um, this opportunity for having us on to 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 give voice to what we do and also for their support of Safe Haven um, in addition to volunteering um, their financial support and 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 also giving us a spot to so other people will know about the services that we provide. Our hope is that anyone out there listening who is in need will reach out to us um, and whatever you need, even if the decision has not been made to leave, we can support you while you're making the decision. So please don't hesitate to reach out to us. And thank, thank you again no, for the opportunity. Thank, or just come you. see us at the store. Yes. yes absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> support in whatever way makes you comfortable or that you can, yes. but please support them because they're a great group of, of what well, one, mainly females, but, you know, great group of volunteers that I know work at the, at the shop too. So thank you again for coming on. I appreciate oh, it. Absolutely. Thank you.